Oh my god! <laughs> right. Uh, was was today worth the wait? Like it's been a long time since anything's happened, and now everything has happened on Friday the thirteenth of. Got Friday? No, it's not Friday. It's Thursday. No, it's not Friday. It's Thursday. I've got I've got tomorrow off work, so I keep thinking it's Friday. For all intents and purposes, Friday the thirteenth. What a lucky day! Yeah, and, and everything like this week has been this week has been the first full heavy week we've had for a while, and then it all happened. Jesus Christ! Starting last night without a video. <laughs> today, oh, excuse me. Jesus Christ! I know. Even I can't remember when that video was now. Um, <laughs> That video is so bad that I'm allergic to it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's given me some strain of like some kind of tropical disease or something. I don't know what. But... <laughs> we should have been advised to get uh, get jabs before we before we watched, we watched it. it. I should have watched it wearing a hazmat suit or something, or from like like the the furthest away continent to avoid any risk of infection. Like the hazmat suit, Australia. The the hazmat suit or any form of protection should have been obvious when you saw Eugene Melnick in the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My organs started twitching, and not even in a good way when I look at thumbnails. <laughs> I bet I bet he would harvest a penis. I'll tell you now. Oh, you know it. He's Frank. He's Frankenstein's monster, isn't he? He's just made up of all different parts of people. Just, but, but at least like, he was relatively. Um, I don't know. Wasn't Frankenstein's monster sort of? Placidish, misunderstood. Yeah, he ended up he ended up being good in the end, and it's a bit sad. And he gets chased out of the village and killed by all the villagers, from what I can remember. Yeah, I actually read I read the original. God, I was about ten or eleven. I've not read it since, and I probably should because it is a classic. Um, yeah, maybe we need to look out for those two bolts sticking out of Melnick's neck. I feel like Mark, bed at night. Mark Borowiecki is more of a uh, more of a Frankenstein though, not not in like the organ harvesting kind of kind of way, just in the fact that he's a big old meathead. He just, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he just looks like he's on day release from like the local institute. Every time I see him, that's all I think. He does have oh, like just off camera, his like his care workers just waiting for him or something like that. That's just. There's a um, there's a cafe guy. in Norwich that's um, staffed by uh, current prisoners. Oh God, what? And uh, that's where I first met Mark Borowiecki. He was um, <laughs> serving me a plate of chips. Is there really a cafe in Norwich staffed by prisoners? Yeah, genuinely, it's called Cafe Britannia. I think it's like, yeah, you know, it's not like right. Welcome, Jack, to your first day of your 25-to-life murder charge. Um, today you will be waiting tables at Café Britannia. It's, yeah, it's low-level stuff. Yeah, I've, I've, eat, <laughs> I've eaten there once. It felt, it did, like, the food was fine, but it just felt a bit, like, a bit wrong, you know? I like how you critiquing the food still. <laughs> Not the fact it was, like... It was served to you by like a murder rapist. Like, yeah, the chips are bad though. I'm, I'm not happy. Again, I, I will, I will reiterate. Probably not a murder rapist. Potentially an no, assault and battery. Nah. Well, for the sake of this story and for the hilarity of it, it's got to be something really bad. Oh yeah. Now you mention it, he was actually still covered in blood and um, yeah. had uh, had the head of his victim tied around his waist like some sort of trophy. 
God Almighty, that's nice. Yeah, I feel it's a bit like it's a bit um, a bit archaic, really. That sort of forcing. Well, not forcing. They probably it's it's just like working doing any job in a prison, but yeah, to serve the general public is a bit. And like it's on, it's on top of like a big old hill overlooking the city. So um, and like there's a there's like a courtyardy outside bit, so you can see this this beautiful view. And I feel like it must be such a such a piss take. Not only are you serving people who are free, no, 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 no. but you can, yeah, exactly. Like, well, you could probably get away if you tried. You don't you know, even have to left, get like, should... swiped in or anything. It's weird. I was gonna say, yeah, when you left, you should have. Did they did they come? To, did they serve you food in their prison outfit as well, with their like number on and everything? No, they were just wearing like um, I don't know. They might have had a number. I didn't look, but it was just like polos and trackies and stuff. When you left, if the uh, if the food was really good, you should have said to him, "Do you want a tip?" You should have said, "Yeah." So don't commit so much crime, mate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Run faster next time. Zing! Yeah, remember to wipe down all your fingerprints. Christ. Oh, mate! Criminals, eh? Criminals, scum, eh? Scum in the earth. Man, that'll just li- and that links into another topic which we'll get onto later. Maybe we'll find Austin Watson serving pie and chips at the uh, at the Norwich Cafe sometime Fucking soon. Hell. He should be. But, yeah. Right, so we so we go back to the first two blocks, one part. Right, I'm Will. That's yeah. Dan. Welcome. Yeah. The, se- the season's back. It's training camp today, Dan. We're, we're you know, all is good is in the world. Fucking, who cares? Shut up. <laughs> no one cares. Right. <laughs> There's too many things. Uh, should we should we start with the biggest news of the day? <sighs> are you going to start with? Are you going to you going to say it's Tyler Sagan? Is that what you're going to say? No, the biggest news of the day. Kirky's made the training camp roster. Go on, son. Fucking get in, lad. Get Big in. Up. And like it, and as, other and other British idioms used now for hockey things. Ah, oh, mate, I, I hope he makes the NHL so that like play by play guys start you or colour guys start using weird little. God, that's buttering his crumpet, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm hoping that like Liam starts to use um, doing the you know the typical footballer post match interviews. You know all the cliches. <laughs> Well, it was a game. Of t- it was a game of two halves, but uh, you know they had ten men behind the puck, and we just thought we got to break them down. Uh, they, they just see a little. Pss- it was a game of three periods. Uh, we had pss- five men behind the puck. Pss- yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's nice to have the award and everything, but it was really a team effort. Um, yeah, big up yeah. the gaffer. Uh, no, I. I bet the only way that <laughs> the only way Liam Kirk's going to make an NHL roster is for like sacrificing his his entire british persona like he's gonna make the nhl he's gonna do his first like post-game interview he's like yeah so me and the boys are like yeah i won't embarrass myself any further but like that time joey barton played in france for years it's a french accent do you remember that (laughs) i think it's absolutely what happened to steve mclaren as well like yeah he got his dutch accent it's gonna happen he's gonna have like he's gonna have canadian accents he's gonna be talking about biscuits and apples and 
Not apples and pears, mind you. Just apples. Liam Kirk, your first time uh, playing for Arizona. You're playing the Canadians tonight. How do you feel about uh, playing in Canada for the first time? Well, you know I love my favourite food is obviously... <laughs> my favourite food is a poutine, huh? I love it. I remember Cupid, growing up on the uh, wastelands of Quebec with my father. He would take me out on the pond. He would say, Leon, you have to skate for the puck. And I would say, Papa. No, Papa. It is a game of two offs, huh? The gaffer is not happy, no? <laughs> <laughs> we just have to play some long ball at the end of the day. <laughs> just shouting things you at Sunday League football. Mark up. Mark up. On me head, son. Man on. Man on. Man on. Oh, man on, yeah. Do you remember when I was when I was a kid and I used to play football? I, for the first couple of weeks, I was um, when you're playing in a game, you you hear different things, and when you're doing, you know, just fucking bullshit training, and they just kept shouting at me to get goal side. I had no idea what they was like, what that meant. I had no clue what get goal side meant. So I was, <laughs> I basically walked around the def- like because I was playing in defence. I basically walked around the attacker until they went there. They all went there. Stay there. And I'll, ah, like, oh, side okay, no, the goalies. What a novel concept. <laughs> no, but I was in my brain. I was like, there were two goals. Which one? <laughs> like, if you'd never heard that before, get goal side. Which goal? There's two goals. Mate, when when we uh, when we have roller training every week, so we've got like a, a sort of cross section of of players. There are some people who like grew up playing ice, or, or not even grew up playing ice, but have come from an ice hockey background. You know, some people yeah. have come from like a ball hockey background and then some have just come straight into this uh, just playing like roller puck hockey. Um, and the debates we have on a weekly basis of what low down or like high up mean. Like, you know, whether, oh yeah, oh, play it up high. Like, well, what, is that towards the goal or towards the blue line? Yeah, up high, up high, come on. Oh, get it down low. Well, where do you fucking mean? It's um, <laughs> endless. We've not actually done a drill all calendar year because we constantly argue about what low and high actually mean. You need a team meeting where you can just agree on what phrases mean what, and that's it then. That is one of your training sessions. No, no, no equipment, no nothing. You just meet in a town hall somewhere and sit down and have like a proper meeting. Have like a definition session. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you're going to need like we, a training dictionary. What we really need, though, Dan to really sort out all of our issues throughout the whole club is um, a sit-down where we have a player of <laughs> very okay. very little <laughs> repute, um, <sighs> potentially, arguably low skill, um, definitely low profile as far as the grand scheme of things goes, uh, sit down with the owner of the club yeah. And have what can only be described as a very, very awkward conversation. I mean, that's a great idea, Will, but it's, it, that's old news by now. It's, it, it's already been done. Ah, oh, who's, who's, who's done it? <laughs> now, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, Will. <laughs> if, if, I, if I was to say to you, and then HL team has already done this incredibly awkward, embarrassing, and particularly laughable video you wouldn't believe where it was well <laughs> because it just couldn't it just couldn't be them could it could it yes is yes, it the Atlanta Thrashers is it Atlanta Thrashers see I didn't oh. think it could be them because they're not a franchise anymore which is is incredible really I know Fucking hell! That I, I suppose the Senators are the closest thing to a non-existent franchise in the league nowadays. 
Except, unfortunately for everyone, they very much exist. No, not unfortunately. We, I can't believe... Okay. I can't believe... I'm about to say I can't believe. I can't believe we're doing this again. And we're not even rehashing. Every fucking couple of weeks, they do something. And I say, surely that's it. And I, I'm sure... I've not gone back and listened to it, but I'm sure... On the last time we talked about them, which I'm sure was two episodes ago, I said, that has to be it now. What else could they do? Like, Who had this idea? <laughs> I feel like the the Toronto media bias isn't even Toronto anymore. It's just Ottawa. Like, Ottawa are, are taking yeah. over as the most talked about <laughs> team. So and all for so completely wrong reasons. <laughs> it's true. It's the Ottawa media bias. Oh, mate. It's... Oh, my God. So, for for anyone who who doesn't know, who probably does know, but any anyone out there who doesn't for anyone, know, for anyone for anyone who's come out of a coma on Friday afternoon and decided the first thing they must do is listen to two English guys talk about hockey, <laughs> I'll, we'll explain what happened. <laughs> to be fair, even if they were trying to catch up on the hockey news today, there's so much that's happened that it's just been swept under the rug. Um, but they'd have to be they would have to specifically the person comes out of the coma and says. Oh, what's happening in the hockey world? And their friend starts talking to them, and they go, "No, no, no, no! I need two marginally funny Englishmen to tell me about it." <laughs> okay, is okay. It, is it Let's Liam Kirkland's just come out of this uh, out of this coma? Oh no, no, no! <laughs> yeah, um, listen, <laughs> listen to this then. Go on, Will. So, just for just for context, I mean, I'm going to attempt to describe the indescribable, but it is um, Eugene Melnick, renowned owner of the Ottawa Senators. Had part-time vampire, part-time vampire, part-time organ harvester. He is the man <laughs> you will pro- probably know from the person who takes your blood when you're uh, at the Red Cross. Um, <laughs> it's just a direct line into him behind like a curtain. He's just sat behind a curtain <laughs> at the Ottawa Red Cross tent, and they're just <laughs> taking the blood out and it's going straight to his body. No, where's that tube going? Ah, you don't want to worry about that. It's uh, just a big tub. It's just a big no. bath. Nobody knows. Um, yeah, no knows. So Eugene Melnick yeah. is in is the star, un- unequivocally the star, first name on the uh, first name on the ballot uh, of a six minute interview with Mark Borowiecki, uh, third pairing defenseman for the Ottawa Senators, part time, <laughs> part time <laughs> waiter at Cafe Britannia. Um, <laughs> Oh man, this is see. This is why this episode is going to take seven hours. It's not the volume of things we have to cover; it's our inability to cover even one point of it. Um, they're having to sit down. Um, Fuck, I'm sweating already. And and in the words of Mark Borowiecki in the first moment of the video, should we talk some hockey? <laughs> <laughs> this, video, this video is the most ridiculous. Like, so it it has like a fade in. It goes from like the the senators logo. It fades in. They're sitting in two two chairs. Melnick on the right, Borowiecki on the left. Borowiecki's in like golf attire, so he's got a polo shirt, some trousers, whatever. Eugene Melnick is is on his right, leaning back in his chair as far as I think Eugene Melnick can, and he's wearing yeah. a. What I'm going to wager to be a four seasons out of date Senators jersey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and 
And that's yeah, just the start, folks. That's just the start. And it just they're they're trying to imitate I think they're trying to rip off our style really, where we just start and start chatting absolute breeze, but they lack the ability to do so. So it's just it seems like they've been speaking and Borowicki just says, So, should we talk some hockey then? In the most wooden yeah. performance I've ever seen in my life. It's meant to look like they've been talking for 20 minutes and then a cameraman surreptitiously sneaks up to them and just turns a camera on like they had no idea he was there. Because they're already talking before the fade-in starts. It's so fucking bizarre. I am um, so I, bizarre. I had to work out what they were talking about beforehand and you could just catch Melnick tailing off and saying, so that's how I stole all those children's organs. <laughs> And Borowiecki very awkwardly, like a man who didn't want to be lectured on how to remain immortal, um, <laughs> tries to steer the steer the conversation to the only topic that links. I, I feel that this is both the longest and possibly the first conversation that Mark Borowiecki and Eugene Melnick have ever had. I, put, I think you know what I bet I bet one of Melnick's advisors said okay we're going to get one of the players to interview you and he said okay yeah cool and so Mark Mark Borowick has already sat there already sat there waiting for Melnick to turn up and then when Melnick gets there he turns to his advisor and goes I, th- I thought you were going to get one of the players he's like no no we have That's, he's one of your players oh really oh okay then <laughs> like thinking he's just some dude <laughs> off the street or something yeah, fair, the only player he what, knows is Matt Duchesne <laughs> yeah to be fair what should have happened was like when hockey players do anything out in public, Borowiecki should have had all his gear on. Otherwise, how would you recognise them? No, you couldn't, like, you know, like, couldn't possibly. Whenever they do like uh, promotional photos, hockey players always have to wear their whole gear, <laughs> everything. Otherwise, you're like, who's he again? Oh, he plays hockey. Right, okay, okay, cool. Now I get it. I, I mean, gotta say... Oh, go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on. No, I, just, I was going to say nothing of any worth whatsoever. <clears throat> I will say, and I'm, I'm going to... I, was, I couldn't decide whether to do this or not, Will. I'm going to drop one of my amazing accents now. So you ready? In I don't think best, anyone's ready. No one's ready. In my best Sopranos voice, Malnick's got some fucking balls, I'll tell you. <laughs> because the fucking balls on this man to do this video. I'll tell you, he, he must have fucking harvested some fucking bold bollocks or something. Because Jesus... He just thought, just, you know what? Everything that I've said, fuck it. I'm gonna say the opposite. And you know, you know how, um, you know why Boric had to, had to do that gig, don't you? Because I think they had a, they had an inter-team game of Fortnite, and he lost. He was the first one out. Yeah, like, right, first one out, first one out does the interview, and he that was it. But he got sniped across the map. It's obviously part of his community service. <laughs> Yeah, what well, what actually was happening in the fading was was that Melnick went. So what are you up to after this? Where are you up to after this then, Mark? Oh, I'm gotta go serve a fish and chip down this local this local cafe, Norwich. All right, cool. Yeah, no worries. Anyway, should we talk some hockey? Yes. And off they go. So, Can't... so Mel, what are the key points you took away from this one, then, Dan? <laughs> right. I took. I did actually take a few notes. Believe it or not. Did you? I, um, I only I only watched it today. I've been I've been saving myself. I didn't want to get any spoilers. Like a <laughs> like a big like the next lit Marvel some candles. film. Lit some candles. Turn the lights down. Oh, here we go. 
At the house to yourself. <laughs> I was uh, I was combining my two favourite things, which was the autumn senators and putting the washing out. So if I'm not living my best life, I don't know don't know what I'm doing really. really. So I thought you're gonna go like big woolly, like full on big woolly style. Gonna turn the lights down, get some candles, maybe a glass of wine. Oh, let's go! And off to a senators video. I can't Start wait. fucking cranking it to YouTube, Monique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh right. Oh, Christ, some of the things. Uh, Borowiecki says, "Okay, it's really good. Uh, you know, it's time for all the team. It's time for all the team to gel together." And I was thinking, "Yeah, but half this team's not going to be here. Like, they're going to be all new players in a couple of weeks or something." Which I thought that at the time. Obviously, clearly now even more so today with what's happened. Uh, Melnick was amazing. He said, <laughs> "He said." Let's clear something up right now. I'm not going anywhere. Then Borowiecki kind of laughs like he's in like one of those, like he's been held hostage in one of those Faces of Death videos before he gets beheaded. Uh-huh. And then he says, and then he says, and also the franchise isn't going anywhere. That's like totally solid. <laughs> Is it Eugene? It doesn't sound very solid after you threatened to leave last year. Was it in the? Was it the Winter Classic? Yes. Oh, a lot of people are saying that the franchise is going to move. Yeah. Yeah. A lot you. Of people like you. Fifty <laughs> percent of the people involved in this interview have said that the franchise is going to move. In a recent survey between two people in this room, 50% found out they might be moving this team. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, you. I'd, I'm just glad that he didn't compare him to McDonald's. I'd actually, no, oh, I'd say, I'd, I wish he had. I wish he'd said, when you own a McDonald's franchise, <laughs> you have to stick with that franchise. And you, even, even if one down the street is doing much better than you are, you have to, to grind. Like... <laughs> This is the thing. In the video, they talk about, like, oh, it's not about the amount of skill you have. We want a team that's going to work hard sort of thing. You know, obviously, there are skilled players, but it's, we're going to win this based on based on hard work and the right culture. And and this is a guy who who wasn't having the success that he wanted at a team, so wanted to move to somewhere where he'd get better success and not work hard to try and make it better. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, mate. He said said it's not about. He said it's not about one player, two player, or even three players, which is unbelievable considering the whole talk has been about their three best players. And he did say he did say the Melnick did say the word rebuild. He did say the R word. He said the big R like that. The fact that he went to three like we we can't skip over that because that is just incredible. Like that's such a a not even subtle way of saying like. Yeah, they're all gonna go. I'm not paying any of these motherfuckers. Like, I fucking hate in my, you all. In my, in my head, I, I, or if we couldn't see off screen, I was hoping he was counting on his fingers. He went, "It's not about one, Carlson, two, Stone, or even three. Duchesne, yeah, three. It's three, or even three players. Like, in his, he's just doing quick maths in his brain. How many of these guys do I hate again? Oh, it's three. That's right. Yeah, three. Like, robbing bastards. They're all going." I, I wish it wasn't a video interview so that he he had the ability to have three like picture headshots of Carlson, Duchesne and Stone in front of him so he could go one finger shot, two finger shot, three <laughs> finger shot. They're all dead. Oh, there was an amazing thing as well that Melnick um, basically politicked Borowiecki's dick off because Borowiecki says about, oh, you know, like we're thinking about what outside resources can we get, what help with the team... 
30 seconds later, Malik's not even answering the question. He's just talking about what Mark was like when he was a younger player helping the rookies. And I thought, he's not even answered that question. He's just completely, like, he started to answer it. And then after 10 seconds, was talking about young players. And then 20 seconds later, it was all about how great Mark was helping rookies. I thought, oh my God, he's such a fucking politician. He's He's such a politician. Even with that question that Borough has asked, like, he's basically saying, oh, we're going to need some help getting this team to... To get along, it's, it's like saying, "Yeah, yeah, you want to, you want to have a good culture, but we don't have a good culture, Eugene. So you're gonna yeah. have to help us do that." And oh, and and the bit where he's talking about, oh, um, this season we're gonna have basically ten brand new players, you know, players who have played ten games or less in the league, or you know, rookies outright. And then next year we're probably gonna have about sixteen new players. And it's, just, it's like, oh, tell that to one of your current players, are you? Fucking hell. Oh mate. It's um it's a shambles, Dan. It's an absolute shambles. He said he said as well, he said I know okay, so clearly stuff was happening prior to today with the Carlson trade that it was gonna end up happening at some point. But he said and he said at some point, oh you know, well we're we're loaded up with draft picks. Ignoring the fact that A, they're not and B, they haven't got this year's first rounder. <laughs> potentially the most important pick in the franchise's history. Yeah. Oh my god! Come on, come on then. Let's let's have a little look. Let's debunk Eugene, shall we? How uh, how well, I, did, I did this yesterday. So before yet before today. Yesterday, sorry. So yeah, before today they had twenty two picks over the next three years, which is one more than the average. So for him to say that <laughs> <they're> loaded, <laughs> loaded, loaded for picks, loaded for picks. To be fair, over the and next again, two years they do have four picks. In the sixth and seventh rounds, <laughs> loaded. There you go. Absolutely loaded. Like Jesus Christ, they still don't have a first this year. Like I. No. But no, we'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait because we're going to very easily transition into. Um, yeah. Talking about that trade, like this is. Oh my God. Something else as well. So I mean. I do, I do feel for Borecki. I mean, clearly he, you know, he mustn't have wanted to do this. I can't imagine for one second he would have wanted to do this. Oh yeah, no one wants to speak to their boss, let alone when their boss is an organ harvesting, franchise moving vampire man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then again today, like, um, uh, yes, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Oh, was it today? Uh, the golf. Anyway, there's like the the senator's golf tournament, and, and Borecki's like everyone's there. Even Carlson was there. You know, the charity top golf thing, and he says. Oh well, it's cool right now to dump on this team, right? That's the cool thing to do online. Like Mark, like people aren't dumping on the team because it's a fun thing to do. People are dumping on the team because you keep giving us reasons to. Well, not you, but the owner and this. <laughs> to be fair, he's definitely contributing to, to it. <laughs> well, yeah, keep giving us reasons to dump on the team. People aren't doing it because it's fun. People are doing it because it needs to happen because we can't not. Because that's the only way you can discuss the team, like yeah. Oh mate, that poor guy, that poor boy, and and no net talking about having loads of rookies. Like yeah, let's get all the rookies in the lineup. Like mate, that's just child abuse, isn't it? This huge, this huge pipeline of rookies we've got to come through. If if the draft age was any any lower, they wouldn't legally be allowed to play in Ottawa until they were eighteen. <laughs> Oh, God. Can I just... 
Any, anything else to add? Because I've just got one more thing, which was just... Again, you're not gonna, I don't even know if you know this or not, but it's unbelievable. I'm a, I'm a bit... So, I wanted to say something about Eugene's outfit. I forget what it was. And obviously oh God, it's not that yeah, important. The fact he's, is it he's rocking this suit and tie underneath his jersey? No, it's more to do with his trousers or his socks or something. Hold on. Oh, really? Let me, let me, you, you say what you want to say, and I'll see if what I want to say is worth saying. <clears throat> well, pay attention there, because this is also unbelievable. Oh, I'm going to be paying so, all sorts of attention. Don't you worry about that. Oh, of course. Yeah. All I ever do is pay attention. <laughs> all of the attentions, I'll be paying that. So, you know in the video, at the end of the video, they had the hashtag Ottawa Rising. Um, no, I didn't. A few years ago... Ottawa Rising was a hashtag that was used to promote raising awareness of violence towards women. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. That's just... I was like, fuck! Just... And what does Ottawa... What does that mean? Rising... I mean, rising from the shittest part... The shittest being the shittest team in hockey? Rising from the ashiest but... ash that's ever ashed. Yeah. A fucking oh god and just using that hashtag as well like there's no one do that I mean to be fair they don't because there's only like five people who work in the front office now I mean to be <sighs> fair fucking Eugene's probably in charge of the Twitter account isn't he at this point it's a small borrow wiki he was doing the editing as well on the camera work he had a little small he had a small little uh, remote control down his pants it was, it was all done on a camera all done on a selfie stick <laughs> <laughs> a green screen designer. Green screen designer. out. I'm, I was hoping they green screened one of each other in. So Mark's just sat there talking to nobody. And then at some point, Malnick comes in and, to, and talks to nobody. And then just to paste them together. Mark, Mark, like, Mark. Uh, like fucking Henry Cavill's top lip in the Justice League. Because he had that stash. And he, he, didn't, he couldn't shave the moustache off. Mark's uh, borrowing he's talking to Matt Duchesne in a mocap suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Andy Circus <laughs> playing Eugene Melnick. <laughs> oh, cap. He's the best guy. He's the best guy. He's played Gollum. He's played fucking King Kong. He can play Eugene Melnick, no problem. Listen, Mr. Stone, um, my client cannot afford to pay you past the 2018 2019 season because all of his assets are tied up in a very costly green screen exercise. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the retainer for anti circus. <laughs> oh dear God! Can we just okay. have one last one last little? Yeah, well, this is this isn't one. We're going to carry on talking about the Senators for the next fifteen minutes. Do you know? Um, there's only one player currently on the Sens who is under contract. Uh, in the season after the lockout, so twenty one twenty two. Now you do, and who is that player? Oh, it's got to be Bobby Ryan. Oh, of course it's Bobby Ryan. Of course <laughs> it is. What a guy. Oh, my God. Future of a franchise, eh? Oh, what a I mean, let's not guy. forget as well. I mean, I know, obviously, there's, you know, Trader Carlson. There's a, obviously, they're trying to, I mean, I guess they're trying to trade Stone and Duchesne. But, I mean, fuck it. <laughs> Bobby Ryan's kind of the forgotten man, isn't he? Because he's just part of the whole, we have to get rid of this guy because we basically don't want him. And he's still got to just go there every day and be nice to people and smile and say hi and 
Oh, God. To, to be fair, Bobby Ryan's probably loving life right now because for the past two seasons before all that, well, not, not last season, the season before and the season before that, it was all about, oh, he's overpaid, he's not performing to what he should be. And then everything else falls to shit and that's like, nobody gives a fuck about Bobby Ryan. That's true. That's true. I was going to try and defend Bobby Ryan a little bit as well, but... um. Yeah, the last two seasons he's had 25 and 33 points respectively, so he's not really defending a lot of that for 7.25 million against the cap. No, no. Um, yeah, and he hasn't hit 30 goals since he... Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> when was the last time he hit 30 goals? The last time he oh hit 30 goals in a season. Oh my God, I've just seen it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Ryan. Football guy, it's it's funny how you know, you can routinely score thirty goals for one club, and then you get traded to another club, and for unknown reasons that ability um stops. It's unknown funny that, reasons, isn't it? Indeed, and nobody could possibly know why Bobby Ryan forgot how to score thirty goals a season. Um, one of life's great mysteries. There you go. Should we do it? Should we do it? Let's do it. Not That's exactly uh, not exactly breaking breaking news to us in real time because this happened what, an hour before we started recording? Was it? Uh, yeah, that? yeah, it was it was close. It was close. I've lost my uh, so, lost my perception of time today, really. No, it's fine, yeah, me too. Eric Carlson is off to the San Jose Sharks, along with the luckiest, the luckiest motherfucker in the entire world, Francis Perron. (laughs) (laughs) We'll tell you. Just fuck. Mate, Francis, if you hear this, buy a fucking lottery ticket, mate, because right now your luck is in. Today is is your fucking day, son. To to be fair, I don't know much about... um, Well, they are the the Belleville... Or or Mr. Perron. uh, The Belleville Centres... But I'm sure it's probably a better place to be than uh, than Ottawa. But then at the same time, San Jose is always a better place to be than Northern Canada. So that's easy. It's true. I mean, San Jose is a better place to be than most places, really. I think, isn't it? Um, or it, at least yeah, it appears to be anywhere, anywhere apart from Margate, really. <laughs> Shout out to Margate again. Um, yeah, in in uh, going the other way. To the Senators, they acquire Chris Tierney, Dylan DeMelo, Josh Norris, uh, Rudolph Balsas, first round pick 2019 or 2020, second round pick 2019, conditional second round pick 2021, conditional first round pick, which is to be no later than 2022. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know about this. Uh, I thought it was only two first, two seconds in the first. I'm reading, I'm reading here conditions. Here, here we go. Here we go, Dan. With the breaking, breaking news. Tell me, <laughs> tell me, boy. Tell me, boy. Okay, so Fre- uh, Elliot Friedman uh, conditions on the two picks. This is at seven forty-eight p.m., which was just under two hours ago. Uh, should the Sharks sign Carlson to a contract extension, Ottawa receives San Jose's second-round selection in twenty twenty-one, which would upgrade to a first-round selection not lottery protected if San Jose reaches the Stanley Cup final in 2019. If Carlson is on an Eastern Conference roster during the 2018-19 season, the Senators will receive an additional first-round pick from the Sharks. 
So how does he end up with a 2019 one? Wait, what? Because they haven't got their... <laughs> no, because like, there is a first rounder in 2019 or 2020, but the Sharks don't have their first rounder in 2019. Is that right? Am I making that up? Am I, am I just a liar? I think you are right. Hang on, back into your... I, I thought that went yeah. to Buffalo because they signed uh, whatever his name is. Evander Kane. Evander Kane. That is true. That is very true. I don't know then. That's odd. Come on, mate. Hmm. This, this is fucking out of, out of hand, really, isn't it? Yeah. God knows. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, no. So it is a... It is the twenty nineteen first, potentially. Yeah. No, it's their twenty eight. It was their twenty eighteen first that went to. No, it must have been their twenty eighteen first that went to Buffalo then. Yeah, but they haven't got the twenty nine. They haven't got the twenty nineteen first, either. I think they do. No, because they they lost the twenty nineteen first round pick when they resigned Evander Kane. Right, I don't know. Oh God! Christ, this is getting this is outrageous. This is too. Cat, this is too much now. Cat, friend, no. cat friendly is saying that they have it. I'm looking at cat friendly now, and to me, it says sharks do not have a first round pick in 2019. Yeah, but then I'm looking at the I'm looking at the 2019 draft like board with all the conditions on the picks, and it's saying. <clears throat> Ottawa receives Sharks 2019 first round pick the Sharks do not make the playoffs if Sharks make the playoffs Ottawa receives Sharks 2020 first which would imply um, that the Sharks currently receive their uh... oh wait hold on he hasn't scrolled down enough what the fuck is going on this how can you trade the same pick twice um <laughs> Listen, folks. If you want, if you want conditional pick info, this obviously isn't the place for you. <laughs> no, it definitely is the place for you. It's just going to take you a while. On the uh, Evander Kane oh, to uh, San Jose trade. <clears throat> Shall I play some music in the background while you do this? Uh, please do. Just, just sort of hum a little bit. So the first. <laughs> that is okay, far more off-putting than I thought it would be. So the okay. the first round pick that. The Sharks traded or haven't even traded yet to Buffalo for Evander Kane. It's a 2019 first round pick if the Sharks re-sign Kane. But then, if the Sharks don't make the playoffs in 2019, then the Sharks have the option to retain the 2019 first. So that's how it all works out. So if the Sharks, uh, okay, okay. If the Sharks don't, um, it's basically about which year pick goes to who. So if the Sharks yeah. miss the playoffs this year, Ottawa have their 2019 first and Buffalo have the 2020, and it's flipped if the Sharks make the playoffs this year. There we go. There we go. We got there in the end, folks. There we go. See, Bloody this hell. is... I wanted more conditions on first-round picks, but I wanted them to be a bit more straightforward than that. Not this bloody, like, Inception diving down. <laughs> Pickception. Pickception. This is good. I like it. <clears throat> Well, the Sabres have got a couple of picks next year, haven't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what we were talking about the other week when we said about their rebuild and stuff. They've they've got all these new players and they've got a, like a lit, like they have got a lot of pick. <laughs> the Sabers are in fact loaded with picks. <laughs> Some would say maybe Melnick thinks he owns the Sabers and that's why he didn't recognise Borowiecki. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, especially like say you know they've got a chance of getting four. Well, they have a four first round picks over the next two years. Um, what a time to be alive. Maybe. Should we uh, should we talk some more about this Carson trade that we haven't even spoken about because we got too no, that's, do. confused? That's it. Fuck it, we're done. Next we know week. we know all the picks were that'll that's fine. Um, yeah. what, what do you think of it? Do you what do you what do you yeah what do you think? I don't know. I think. I mean, Christ! <laughs> Somebody put on Twitter. I was just checking Twitter before we came on, and somebody put on. All the chat from um, one of the sends, um, like fan boards online, talking about what players they could get back, and a lot of them were talking about um, Thomas Hurtle and how he'd fit into the team. And, and then when they found out what they got back, it was just complete rage and just anger. Um, it's hard to say they got completely fleeced. Because they have got four players and a fair few picks. But I would have wanted... But I get, I get, it's, it's tough, again, though, because like we say, you know, the whole Tavares thing now is, well, would you rather have nothing? If you, if you, offered, if you offered all these players and all these picks to the Islanders from the Sharks last year, they would have taken it. Knowing what they know now, like, yeah, we'll take it. You know, maybe one of them turns out to be something. You know, let's hope he does. And, yeah. you know, and at least they've got some picks. Yeah. And it was just... Yeah. I know, go on. I, I, I get you. Like, it depends a bit on this um, Josh Norris and R- Rudolf Balsas, who I must admit, I know absolutely dick all about. Josh Norris, he was, he was a 19th overall in uh, 2017, which wasn't that long ago. And he seems to be yeah. doing all right. Like, he, he had 23 points in his first year of college hockey in 37 games, which, you know, that's not, that's not bad for a centre. Yeah, it's not... That's a start. There are there are better players who have had... Well, there are good players, rather, who have had worse starts to their NCAA career. Um, Rudolf Bowser, he oh, he's a bit... Yeah, he's a winger, twenty-one-year-old winger from two thousand and fifteen. Um, where was he last year? He was he in the okay last year. Played for the, yeah, played yeah. for the San Jose Barracuda last year. Played up forty-eight points in sixty-seven games. So That's not, not bad. bad at all. He could easily turn into like a, a middle-six winger sort of thing. A little yeah. bit on that. That's the problem though. Like this is Eric Carlson. It's Eric. Carl- I know. I know. Like you know, yeah. You know, it's better than nothing. But when you look at Okay, if if you look at the trade like as just purely pieces, so you've got Chris Tierney, who's a an NHL player, bona fide NHL player, um, potentially with a bit more to give. Dylan DeMello, another NHL quality player who could get a little bit better, not quite as good as Tierney, but I think he you know he could be a serviceable NHL player. And then you've got Josh Norris, for recent first round pick, who's had a decent you know draft plus one year. And Balsas, who could turn into to something decent, who's had a good first year in pro, and then well, three or four picks. That's that is a good haul. Yeah, it, it's not bad. 
it just feels like there could have been, you know, like like you say, Chris Tierney could have been Thomas Hurtle. Dylan DeMello could have been whoever you want it to be. Like, um, who uh, who did well for him last year? Who was who was uh, who was a young guy? I thought the Sharks. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought it was a young uh, young D man. I might be thinking of Tim Heed, who's twenty seven. So that that might be a lie. <laughs> Old sprightly <No>. Tim Heed. <laughs> But th- this is it. Like, oh, to be fair, he's ten years younger than me, so <laughs> I can't say shit. Can't say, can't say, dickle. But like, it just feels like, yeah, everything could have been a little bit better. You know what I mean? I know. It's. I mean, maybe I. If, again, you never know. Dinner work into deals, do you? And we always try and you know. Obviously, we we love to speculate here, and maybe when. Sands and the Sharks are talking, like, you know, would you consider giving up Thomas Hurtle? And the Sharks said, no, you're not having him. Or, you know, like, yeah, we'll give you Thomas Hurtle, but you're getting Thomas Hurtle and a pick, or Thomas Hurtle and one, I don't know, like, two half-decent rookies, maybe, or something like that. This is absolutely it. It could have quite easily been Chris Tierney, Josh Norris, a first and a second. Like, I would have, I'd have believed that. I'd have believed that every day of the week. And to be fair, like we we do say regularly, like you know, you want as many bites of the cherry as you can, and like you know, Norris and, and Bowser's aren't draft picks, but they're still relative unknowns in relation to the NHL. Even even Chris Tierney has some more upside than he potentially has shown already. I think he's just going to be a very, I say just, he's going to be a very good third line centre, which is not a bad thing to have by any stretch of the imagination. The the problem with Chris Tierney for me is that they've already got what I'd say is a very good uh, third line centre in Jean Gabriel Pajot. So it's a bit. This is what we, yeah, this is what we talked about the loot, wasn't it? Is that they don't exactly need they don't they're not really crying out for sort of middle six or you know third line wingers, are they? They you know they need players who can go now who are really good. Or or even but, even if you look into the future, they need game, potential game breakers. Any chance the Sens try and use some of those pieces now to get their first back for this year? What, from Colorado? Yeah. I think with every passing day, it becomes less and less likely that they're that yeah, Colorado are going to get... Like, that that pick is the only pick at the moment that you know, has been traded for next year that has like the highest chance of being a lottery pick. Yeah. Obviously, you never know what's going to happen. But out of all the firsts that have been traded around, like the majority of them are going to be in the second half of the first round. This one has a real chance of being first overall. Obviously, every pick has a chance of being first overall, but this one has got a serious chance of being first overall. And hey, to an extent, Colorado want to miss the playoffs this year because then you could, you could, they could end up with two high picks. At the very least, say you know a top ten and you know two within the top fifteen. That's still nothing to turn your nose up at. And imagine if you ended up with two in the top ten, one in the top three, and one in the top ten. That'd be madness. Oh god, it'd be amazing. I was just thinking about it then, and I just couldn't even. Oh god, I could eat it. It's so good. It'd, it'd be like. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> it'd be like the situation of the. <laughs> 
that was too much. The, the, like the situation Sorry. the Islanders were in. But, you know, if if Calgary had been the Senators, for example. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, the, the flip side of this deal, we're always going to focus on Ottawa more with this, but, like, Carson on the Sharks, man, that's, that is... Fuck. Something, I feel like that's getting lost a little bit in... In the uh, in the drama around it, but like fucking, it's getting a bit lost. With like this, this kind of like super team business is that you're looking at, um, like the Leafs center depth. You know, go, oh my god, like Tavares, Matthews, Kadri, I oh, it's gonna be amazing. And then you were talking about like last season, talking about you know Lightning and what they can do. But now you're looking at the the Sharks and three of their six D men are Burns, Flashit, and now Carlson, which is oh god. And then even <laughs> wrong Justin Braun after that, he is a fantastic player. He's probably number two on a darn site of you know plenty of teams around the league. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you're looking, you know, you look at that those three Sharks players, and any of them, like all three of them, would walk into any other team comfortably. And they're all playing on the same. I mean, just thinking now, like how how are you gonna, you know, do you play, do you play two of them together? Do you play one on each pair? I mean, oh god, it's beautiful. I, I think they'll probably end up with um, Vlasic and Carlson, then Dylan and Burns, and then whoever is left. Well, probably Tim Heed and Justin Braun on the young, third pairing. Yeah, young, young Tim Heed. <laughs> <laughs> that wee whippersnapper Tim Heed or maybe even Joachim Ryan oh Tim Heed's a, a right D I reckon it'll probably be Ryan maybe I don't know I'm not a Sharks fan I don't, I don't know. know but again either way it's going to be fun to see what they do mate and Carl, fun. Carson's the youngest out of those big four as well I know that's mad that is mad <sighs> can you is there, is there going to be um I did read there was no there was no extension as part of the deal yet. I mean, I guess they're gonna. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I they're gonna I'm make it work. Not, really? No, no. They've got a lot of RFA's next year. The Sharkies. They've only got four Mind forwards. You, we said, we jump, like, I mean, yeah, we said you get rid of Thornton. There's five million immediately. Pavelski. That's eleven million for those two players. You can do something then. Even even if you don't get rid of him, like with Carlson, if you lock Carlson up, you could easily bring him. Well, I'd I'd imagine you could bring them both back for six million combined. Yeah, yeah, you could you could drop one of those cap hits and still retain one of the players, both of the players rather. Yeah, like you know, are you willing to take? Yeah, you know, like yeah, we said we said it before, aren't we? Are you willing to take a massive discount? Because we've now got Eric Carlson. Have they now? Have they now got the best decor in the league? Are they better than Nash- Nashville? That's a great question. Oh my god! I didn't even think of that. I think you've. I think it's a yes. I think it's got to be a yes, isn't it? If we oh, ju- if we just like, hold on. Let me. I'm going to get them side by side. We'll just go down. Down the list to compare, shall we? For for fun, for funsies, funsies, funsies so with the sharkies. So if we do, if we do the the cap hits, because I can't be bothered to get fucking ice time or whatever. Brent Burns versus PK Subban. Who's who's a better D man? Personally, I would take Subban, 
But that's like saying, you know, chocolate would you rather have sex with porn star? Yeah, would you rather have sex with porn star A or porn star B? They're both awesome. I don't mind. And then this is it. It's in splitting hairs and hairs between the two of those. So, all right, Vlasic yeah. versus Yossi. Who do you take? Again, that's close. I, I'm a huge, I'm a big Yossi fan. Big Yossi fan. He's a good player. He's a very good player. Mm. Or maybe Edge Vlasic, maybe. I think, yeah, I think for my money it's Vlasic. But again, let's say it's splitting hairs. Matthias Ekholm, fantastic D-man, fine D-man. <laughs> Gee, I wonder who's next. Or compatriot Eric Carlson. Well, yeah, I guess I'd take Carlson there. Then. You probably would, wouldn't you? <laughs> You probably would. And then, to be fair, Ryan Ellis, Justin Braun, I'd probably take Ryan Ellis at this stage. Yeah, I'd take Ryan Ellis. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd take Ryan Ellis. But still, it's very fucking close. And I think... I think I've got to, I've got to give it to the Sharks. I've got to give it to the Sharks. Because for, for me, Vlasic is better than Yossi. Um Burns and Subban, both fantastic players. And Carlson is obviously the leagues ahead of the already incredible Matthias Ekholm. So that top yeah. three alone, like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. I remember seeing it it's mentioned so earlier today, like, oh, the Sharks might be in on, you know, they're inquiring about uh, about Carlson, and, and people were saying, yeah, but what do the Sharks actually have to give? And now he's learned that it doesn't fucking matter what they have to give. Doug, Wils- Doug Wilson is a god. And absolutely, we said this, didn't we, on the Mike Hoffman trade? Doug Wilson, he fucking knows how to play this game. He's obviously very smart. He's already won um, GM of the year, like no doubt, no doubt about <laughs> it. I know that fucking Mike Hoffman deal. I forgot all about the Mike Hoffman thing as well because I was reading it and I was like, I was like Hoffman. Oh yeah, Mike Hoffman. Shit. San Jose Sharks legend. <laughs> I guess it was ironic that in the end um, Carlson and Hoffman ended up on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. That is that is something else, isn't it? Well, it's, Carl- really, it's really exciting that it just doesn't really happen that often that a megastar can kind of jump shit. But now we're going to see Tavares in a Leafs jersey and Carlson in a Sharks jersey. That's yeah, we, so weird. We've had two top, top tier players move move um move franchises this off season and that's that is mad. I know. It's gonna be so odd seeing those players in those in those it's like again, you get you don't go you know, like you're saying like in football when a player transfers and it's just odd seeing them playing like when Alan do you remember when Alan Smith went to Man U from Leeds? No. Was, do you remember that? Oh, I was think too young. I was too young I think. Right. Do you mean Arsenal anyway, Alan like Smith? Leeds Leeds player um, born and raised in the area, played for them from like a, from like seventeen years old. Oh, that Alan Smith. That Alan Smith. Oh, mate, I'd forgotten he existed. Yeah, I, I roughly remember that. Yeah. And he went to Man U, who just like absolutely like absolute hated by Leeds fans. Hated. Same with Michael Owen, like leaving Liverpool, ended up in a Man U shirt. Can't just thought weird. Some bit. It's like. Yeah, Robbie Fowler ended up in a United shirt. It's just not really on, is it? No. Hey, one for you, Saul Campbell. There's another one. Best um, 
best example of of uh, logical thinking in uh, the history of mankind. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you would, wouldn't you? I mean, it makes perfect sense. But that's like this. It was weird seeing Tom Campbell in an Arsenal shirt for the first year or so. I think it was. Same with Eric Carlson. It's going to look so odd. Yeah, I mean... Especially if he's out there with Burns. Like, (laughs) Carlson to Burns. Oh, come on. Taking the piss. Oh, mate, that power play is going to be offensive, isn't it? (laughs) Can you imagine that power play? Oh, when did the Sharks play? Oh, my God. When did the Sharks play the Leafs? Mate. (gasps) Oh. I hadn't even that? I hadn't oh. even really thought. What if they now move Burns back to forward? No. Surely you would, wouldn't you? Would they? I mean, I hadn't thought about it until a second ago, but I'd fucking consider it. Like, because you think you move him, you move him back to forward. You've still got a top four of Vlasic, Carlson, and then say Brendan Dillon and Justin Braun. That's still a solid. Top four. That's essentially the same top four you had last year. Yeah. And then you can you can bump up Brent Burns to play in the top six as a right winger. Then you could have a you I could have guess, a top six. I guess of, it just gives the yeah. Even if they don't do it, I guess it just gives the option to, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd I'd absolutely consider that because you you could have a top six of Kane, Couture, Pravelski, and then Hurtle, Thornton, and Burns. That's all right, isn't it? I mean, there are worse top sixes out there, aren't there? It'd be interesting, to, like maybe just to do it, just to fuck with teams as well. <laughs> you know, before the game, <laughs> yeah, before before the puck drops, and then you go out there as a D man and you're like, "What's Brent Burns doing there?" Oh shit! <laughs> you know, you got to adjust and you got to make adjustments and all that kind of thing. God, mate, I'd love to see it. I never, I never really got to see Burns as a as a forward, and I feel like I missed out for it. The idea, though, of, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, I, I've not looked at the schedule, but I hope the Leafs play the Sharks at some point this year. I mean, probably when the cup final, or fucking... <laughs> but... Can't be right, wouldn't it? The idea of, like, like both te- like it's one all or something, or, like, or it's tie game or something, and both teams have just gone out with their full best. Carl, mate, probably... Your proper hero lines... Yeah, it's Burns, Carlson, and then the Leafs just put out like fucking Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, or something. And it's just uh, you know, let's see who breaks first. Sixteenth of November is when we get to uh, get to be treated to that in the oh first my time. God, I can't wait! Fucking pants down, excited. Can't wait twice in two weeks. They're getting all all their all their games out of the way. Oh God! Yep. Pants down, excited. Dial it in. This is going to be a good year, man. It's going to be a good year. I, I, yeah, I haven't been this excited for ages. For a, oh, I'm always excited, but this season, I can't. I can't wait. It's amazing how much an afternoon can change things. Because like <laughs> <laughs> this time last week, we we're like, oh, what a fucking boring off season this has been. And I'm like, oh, this is the best league in the world. <laughs> Oh my god! To be fair, as well, I did. I put on Twitter yesterday um, after the video came out. I'd like. I said, I feel sorry for people who don't watch hockey because they don't get to watch the Ottawa Senators and everything that happens. Because <laughs> it's just, it's the best thing. In, it's the best thing in sports right now. Just watching what they do, oh, mate. It's... And again, like I mean, there's still the thing that 
Are they going to trade? Are they going to trade Stone and Duchesne before the first game? Get it all sorted out and done. So they're just like, okay, that's it. We've, we've done everything we wanted to do now. Let's just focus. Because right. if it was me, I, if it was me, I would. I I I do my most to get rid of them now as as quickly as possible. Just get the whole team settled. Everyone in. I've got all my picks. I know what I'm doing. Fine, we're done. Let's the, just get on with it now. The normal and logical thing to do is is the fact that now Carlson's gone. There's no point hanging on to those two. Because what, no, what, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? A fucking Thomas Shabot and Johnny O'Doo as your top pair. Like Thomas Shabot and Cozy Cece, get the fuck out of there. Like they they have no hope. There is no point keeping hold of those two players when you could get more valuable assets for the long term. Like you know, the future of your franchise. Yeah. Even even for this season, it makes more sense because like all Stone and Duchesne are going to do is they're going to maybe add a couple of extra points on on um onto the standings for you by contributing to a couple of wins. And and as we saw back in when was when was Patrick Kane drafted two thousand and seven, whatever year Seven, it was like the year the year Kane was drafted. That was the year of you know that infamous. Um, Patrick Stefan uh, missed empty net. Yes. So Stefan misses this empty net. Um, Oilers, uh, you know, for the Stars against the Oilers. The Oilers go down the other end, tie up the game and then win in overtime. If the Oilers don't win that game or lose one more game in the season, any old game, but that's a good example of the game they could have lost, they would have won the Patrick Kane sweepstakes and ended up with Patrick Kane. Like, realistically... Having Mark Stone and and Matt Duchesne on your on your team this year is going to do far more damage than good, or has the chance to do more damage than good, shall we say? And maybe, maybe they can they can snag another couple of first round picks from another couple of good teams. Maybe the Jack Hughes sweepstake then becomes a bit more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're if you're then Colorado, I mean, I get it. You want to take a player who's you know. Everyone's talking about already. Okay, this is the this is the guy. He's a guaranteed guy. But if you're Colorado and you can somehow get three first round picks this year, or even four, if you can work it out somehow, or three first round picks in three third, uh, three seconds or something, that's very tempting for nah, to nah, no. I'd, I'm sorry, Dan, but nah. Like if you, especially if you know you're likely to get. Jack Hughes, which, as we said, at the moment, Colorado has got the best chance of getting Jack Hughes out of any club. Um, you you can't you can't miss it. You can't imagine if you traded, you know, Austin Matthews for, you know, a couple of firsts, like two se- a first and a few seconds or whatever. Like, it's it's all well and good, but like, there's there's a reason the first overall pick is the first overall pick. You know what I mean, like. These players are the closest thing to guaranteed stars. Sure, you can get great players later in the first round, in the second rounds, all the way up to this, like Joe Pavelski, seventh round pick, Andre Palat, seventh round pick, great players. But they ain't Austin Matthews, they're not. Touchwood for the Avalanche, Jack Hughes. I agree, but it would at least get, you know, you want at least give Joe Sakic something to think about, don't you? You want to at least put maybe the kernel of doubt in his mind. If if I can, if I can finagle you over three first and three seconds or something. Everyone I likes d- having stuff, don't they? Will <laughs> you're going to give me six things for one thing? Oh, six old oh, things. Shit. Six things. Out. Interesting. It's outrageous. 
I mean, to be fair, I'm I've fallen victim to uh, quantity over quality when I uh, traded my shiny Charizard as a young boy for uh, a nine piece package. Nine pieces, mate. Nine um, pieces. The uh, the centerpiece was uh, Mewtwo, which I already had. Uh, it was good. <laughs> really, uh, really good trade. <laughs> you went traded Pokemon with Doug Wilson, were you? <laughs> oh, fuck! I thought I recognised him from somewhere. It was it was Mark, Mark Borowiecki, and they did fifteen years for it. <laughs> but I, th- I think Pokemon. If if Sakic is going to trade that pick, it makes sense for them to do it for for a player. Like if it's <laughs> Matt Duchesne. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the thing. If it wasn't, if it, if if there were any other team apart from the team that Matt Duchesne just wanted to leave, Stone and Duchesne, like for for that first overall pick, is closer to making sense to me than like three first over, first round picks. Because right, again, just like quick again, for, for funsies, for funsies, you get a phone call, Eugene Malnick, you ring up Joe Sakic, and you say, "All right, we want that first round pick back. We want it." Like we want to trade it back somehow. What what are you what are you asking for? I'm asking for Mark Borowiecki and he's not gonna say yes. <laughs> give me your give me that guy who does interviews, he's really good. <laughs> he's a pro player. Andy oh. Circus. <laughs> yeah. What what does it what does it take for <laughs> What would it take for you? Before because again, there's no guarantee that they're getting that first overall pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's There's not a so, chance. We're we're not, and that's why it's the lottery. That's what I'm saying. You offer if you if you're if you're the Sens and you're offering a ton of pieces for the chance to get that first round pick. You know. The, yeah, this is it. Like, it's still only a chance. I'd um, I would ask for that San Jose first round pick, but I don't want the headache of trying to work out when I'm going to get that pick. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no to that one. I think it's got. If I, if I'm Joe Sackage, it's got to start with Mark Stone. Yeah. Oh, see, this is a hard thing. I'd say Mark Stone with a, um, with an extension. But they can't they can't extend him until January first now, and come January first, you're gonna have a much better idea of where that where that pick's gonna end up, aren't you? Yeah, that's a good point. So that's. That's a bit of a no-no because he's a UFA at the end of the season. Oh no! I just. I mean, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, for yeah. Me to say, for there's, for there's me, no none, of, kind of, deal, none of it makes sense. None of it. Like, yeah. you can't. Oh my fucking god! This roster is diabolical. Absolutely. It's funny how you know, you take the big diamond out of the set of jewels that's um, mm. pumped up by supposedly precious metals and suddenly it looks a little bit um lackluster. Here's a question then. Say they trade so say that Sens trade away Stone and Duchesne. They've now put any number of picks on that you want, they've now got whatever. How many picks would it take for you to trade away that first overall? I think I think I said to you three first and three seconds, yeah. and you said no. <laughs> Wait, did you say did you say three firsts and three seconds? So six picks. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's just fucking stupid. No one's going to do. It. You can't. There are only five slots on the uh, on the trade 
option, as we all know. So you can't yeah. actually do that, Dan. That's the uh, that's a trick question. And I wasn't born yesterday, sir. Uh, but yeah, three firsts and three seconds. You've got a, you've got a, you've got a day. But who who um who did the Islanders offer every single pick in the draft to? Oh God! Who was that for? Was that was that for Taylor Hall or um? Mate, I want to say it was Taylor for Hall? I want to say it was for Yakupov. I think it was for Yakupov. Oh God, that rings a bell. Which yeah. would, would be just absolutely beautiful. But yeah, point point being, they offered seven picks every like a whole second draft to. I, th- I think it must have been the Oilers. O- Oiland? The Oilanders! It, it must the have been. Oilanders! It must have been the Oilers. But whoever it was said no. So I think, ah, mate. Yeah, three, three firsts and three seconds, you have to say yes, but that's just silly talk. That's very silly. Um, here we go, here we go, here we go. I got it, got it, got it. Go on. Oh, you're not going to believe it! Oh, <laughs> my God! Oh, what? Who, who was offered. Seven seven draft picks for. Okay, so it was the Islanders. Um, yeah. There was a rumor. Okay, this is from this is this was on the Steve Dangle podcast, and this is on this is uh, this is on the Dangle uh, Reddit page. Um, Steve references a rumor that the Islanders offered all their draft picks to move up for Connor McDavid. This sounded interesting, and down the rabbit hole I went. According to Elliot Friedman in twenty twelve. The Islanders offered all seven of their draft picks, numbers 4, 34, 65, 103, 125, 155, and 185, to the Columbus Blue Jackets to move up to number two to select Ryan Murray. Oh, shit, yeah. Columbus said no, and Garsnell proceeded to use every single pick on D-Men, selecting, in order, Griffin Reinhardt, VA Poker, Adam Pellet, Luch, uh, Loic Leduc, Doyle Summerby, Jesse Graham, and Jake Bischoff. I think I'd probably still have Ryan Murray as much as he hasn't quite worked out to to his draft status. Like here's the thing: Ryan Murray has played more games than all seven Islanders draftees put together. <laughs> this is it? At least uh, at least Yarmo made the uh, made the right decision. He could have selected any of Morgan Riley, Hampus Lindholm, Matt Dumber, or Jacob Trouba, all of whom went between five and ten. I'm doing better. Griffin Reinhardt, what a guy! What a guy! Fucking hell. Ryan Murray. I've never guessed that. Mate. I was close though. Close with Yakubov. That was all of one... Uh, that was a weird draft, wasn't it? 2012. Yeah. Again, like once something's happened, it just fucking disappears out of my brain. I have no clue. So reading that back, I'm just like, holy shit, what the fuck? What the fuck? Who's... Like... I was there, I don't know, like I'm I'm torn between whether two thousand twelve was a good or a bad draft, but that is probably a conversation for another day, as we have plenty left to get into. We've been we have not covered any of it. Should we move on to another um another lovely topic, young Daniel? We should. I just wanna to I just wanna say and we have to spare a thought. If I could have some soft music and uh, soft music, some sad music dubbed over here, that'd be great. But I can't. So let's okay. just spare a thought for those Sharks players who have been traded to Ottawa today. Let's just take a moment's silence for those poor bastards who were probably surfing this morning. 
Can you just like imagine? Like you get off the beach and you just check your phone. I've got ten missed calls from Doug Wilson. That's odd. Hi, Doug. <laughs> Chris, Chris Tierney. Yeah, hi. Yeah, you've been traded. Oh, oh okay. I'm so- Where am I going? Well, you're not going to believe this, Chris, but... Uh... <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, about that. Uh... He just tries to run back into the sea to get eaten by a shark. An actual shark. <laughs> a genuine... So, oh, a genuine mate. shark. Let's spare a thought for those sharks, players. Pour, um, pour it out go, for... When you go to bed tonight, hug your kids, kiss your wife, and just be, be grateful it's not you. Why, why are you crying, honey? I just had a horrible dream that you were traded to the Senators. <laughs> Oh yeah, I see. I've talked about this before with things like the wives and girlfriends. Can you imagine, like Tierney, Demelo, Norris, and Balsas? Like if they've got wives or girlfriends, I don't know about. I don't know if any of them have what they're going to feel like. Again, this morning they just they were just walking around on the beach, all suntanned, happy. Oh, la, la. oh I love it here. It's so beautiful outside. <laughs> cut to like smash cut to two days later, just sat in a freezing cold apartment. Fucking bullshit. This is shit. Well, the, this I'm is leaving it. you. I, I think for for being the partner of a player, like it'd be bad to go from from San Jose or, or any of those um, California teams to any other city. So it doesn't really matter for them. I would imagine that it's Ottawa or Toronto or you know St Cloud or wherever wherever Minnesota are. Like you know any of the sort of because Ottawa's still a city. Like it's still. Yeah, it's not going to be an awful place to live, sort of thing. It's not got the the beauty of the nice weather and that, but yeah, there's a big difference between being traded to the Leafs and the Ottawa and the Senators if you're a player. But I think if you're a if you're a partner of a player, then it's pff, same difference, really. No, no. How can you? Say- there speaks a man who's not yet married. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not going to be a disappointment. But like the fact that big willy fucking big willy commitments over here. Let me tell you something, my son. Fucking hell! If you're right, those sharks, those sharks players who've been traded away, if they've got wives or girlfriends, they've probably met them in San Jose, in California. Those are California girls. Those are girls who like the sun and uh, like the beach. Unforgettable and surfing. Heard. Yeah, and probably go surfing, and you know. Oh, let's just stop off here at this little shack and get some shrimp or something. Oh, it sounds beautiful. Why don't we, let's go surfing. Like, oh, it sounds great. I'm going to go sunbathe for a bit. Okay, honey, I'll see you later. Mwah, off you go. And you're going from that to having to wear 17 layers every day because it's fucking freezing. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not Dude. disputing the fact that they're going to be disappointed to be traded from San Jose. I'm just saying that for <laughs> them, be so it's... so fucking pissed. But they're not going to be extra pissed that it's Ottawa versus anywhere else. No, I think they would. You think so? If you said right, yeah, yeah. Okay, on, all right. If right. you if you if you disregard like yo know, Dallas or any of the any of the Sun Belt teams, like any of the Florida teams, any of the Southern teams, if they traded to any of those Northern teams, couldn't give a monkey's whether it's bloody Toronto, Ottawa, New York's a bit different, but like yo know, Boston, like any of the big cities in the Northeast, they're all just as cold. They're all just as cityish. So it's all the same, like. No, but I, I think if you go from if you go to anywhere, like you say, any Sunbelt teams, fine. Anywhere around New York is fine, because and I'm seriously, I'm telling you about this. New York has a lot of pull. That city just has. A, I don't give a. Sh- I mean, I don't get it because I'm fucking whatever. It's just a city. 
But like, it has a lot, like London does. Like I fucking, like I said, I, I hate London. It's it's too crowded, whatever. And people who live in New York say so this. Like people who go to New York all the time say the same thing. Like like they hate it. It's so crowded, and it's just ridiculous. But it's easy to spin to your wife or your girlfriend. Like we've got to move. Where are we going? We're going to New York. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. That sounds pretty cool, actually. Or like we're going to Boston. Okay, whereabouts is you know if even if they're not sure, well, it's like about an hour. It's like two hours, three hours away from New York. Okay, cool. That's fine. Like Philly, anywhere around there. Okay, at least it's close to New York. But like, yeah, I agree that it's not just Ottawa. Yeah, you're going to Toronto, you're going to Edmonton, you're going to Christ, Winnipeg, anywhere like that from San Jose. You're just going to be fucking like if you're one of those girls. Oh my god, you're going to be miserable. This is it. At least, at least I was closer to Toronto. It's what like a couple of hours away, maybe three hours away. Oh, three and a half hours away if I remember from the Matt Duchesne trade. Um. And at least it's not Winnipeg. At least it's not fucking Winnipeg. True. I'm assuming they have Wi-Fi in Ottawa. So yeah, well, you'd, you'd hope so. Someone broke the trade. Oh, it wasn't, the wasn't sent through on oh, a yeah. telegram. <laughs> I think it was. I've just received a carrier pigeon with a note on it. From Doug Wilson. <laughs> but carrier pigeon's got a surfboard, is it? <laughs> yeah. It was just sent by. It was sent by um, the Enigma machine. <laughs> We've hacked it. We've worked out what's going on. So on the other, on the flip side, just quickly, think about fucking um, Francis Perron's missus. Where are we moving to? California, baby. Oh man, fucking beautiful. I mean, this. She gets she gets off the plane like Dracula because it's so sunny. She's like, what is this? Ah, oh my god, take me back. It's sunshine. Oh, yeah. She's oh my god. Admitted to hospital for like two weeks. Yeah, I cannot check albino. She's never seen the sun. Has <laughs> to have one of those like vitamin D lights, but not for like a mood, just to acclimatise herself back to the sun. <laughs> she has to wear like, the Charles Bronson glasses. Yeah, goes to bed at night, just a giant blue glow coming from the bedroom. <laughs> she's wrapped in like a like a bloody ice pack just to keep her cool. <laughs> Keep her core temperature down. She sat in the hot tub with the heating turned off. <laughs> Cold tub. Oh, that's yeah, better. I'm so hot. Uh, Alright. Fucking hell. <laughs> an hour. About an hour and seven minutes. I've, uh, I've, got, I've got an hour and twenty on my on my clock. So apologies to anyone who's listened <sighs> to this all the this podcast. I think um Again, by necessity, we probably need to speed up with the last points because, on average, we're doing about thirty-five minutes per bullet point. Fucking hell! All right, let's get this one out of the way quickly. Tyler Sagan, New Deal, Seguin. You can't, you can't say out of the way quickly. Like this, right? I would like to thank my mother, my father. Um, Sorry. (laughs) How happy are you, Will? Um. I'm a bit like. Is it relief more than happiness? It's it's not even relief because like you signed so early that I hadn't really gotten to the real worry yet. You know what I mean? Like obviously there was part of me that thought I could, it could all go peak time. He could not sign. He could blah blah blah. He could leave. But yeah, there 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 is an element of relief. Absolutely, I'm bloody happy with that cap here. Eight years and nine point eight five million. For a player who has been top ten in league scoring over the last three seasons, that's not bad if you ask me, Dan. That's all right. No, that's a great deal. A great that deal. Is fucking quality. 
absolutely quality. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good to have it sorted. Really, is all it is. Did you um? Did you see the video they used? I did indeed. The uh, the Mario video, which is fucking amazing. Fair play. Shout out to whoever put that together because that's absolutely excellent. Compare I... that to fucking two Canadians, one fucking video camera over at Ottawa, <laughs> and it's fucking night and day. That's how you do a release. That was amazing. That was that was beautiful. That was a, a beautiful way to announce it. And and yeah, it's just just good to good to have him locked up. Good to have him at a good price as well. Um, I was I was looking earlier the what you could argue is the core the current core release of the stars. You got Ben for the next seven years, I think, at nine point five. Sagan nine point eight five. Uh, Bishop at four point nine. Radulov at six point five, and um, John Klingberg at four point two five million dollars. Like that is not that too that bad. Klingberg, that Klingberg contract is illegal somehow. It's <laughs> offensive, sure. isn't it? They they locked him up to I forget whether it was seven or eight years, but after he'd played like fifty games in the league, so it's a proper like either this is going to work out immensely or it's just going to fall flat on our face and fortunately it's worked out incredibly for the stars yeah oh mate I, I remember the first season Klingberg started playing for the stars and he uh, he came over for his first pro season in in North America played about 10 10 or so games in in the AHL had like 8 points in 10 games called him up absolute revelation of a player and unsurprisingly he came from relative, like, because he wasn't tearing it up in Sweden. He was a he was a good player, but still just good by prospect standards. He wasn't necessarily a surefire thing. And then yeah. just as soon as he got to North America, something clicked, and oh, he's turned into the incredible player that he is today. I know. What a guy! What just a guy! Amazing! Just amazing! Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all you can really say about that. It's nice to um. Yeah, hard luck, uh, Islanders fans. This is uh, what it's like when your franchise centre signs to a reasonable contract with his own club. So, oh, uh, oh wow! Knives in the back. Knives in the back. <laughs> even oh, you're just, you're just one of those poor, poor winners, aren't you? Well, I'm a sore winner. Even when you win, yeah. Even when you win, you have to throw shade at people. Kick someone when they're down. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm working on a Photoshop of Tyler Sagan in his Dallas Stars pajamas to uh, release to the public. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you shouldn't! Shit, you shouldn't have said anything and done that. That would have been absolutely phenomenal work. I mean, it would have been a phenomenal concept, but my absolute lack of Photoshop skills would have left left it being left it with a lot to be desired. Dan. Yeah, but it wouldn't. Yeah, but it wouldn't have had to have been good as long as the thoughts there. As long as the thoughts there, that's all that matters. Like, it doesn't have to be great. My um, oh, fabulous for for Christmas this year. My my other half Grace got me a Christmas card. It was one of these Moonpig cards, and it was just a a Christmas tree on a white background, but instead of a star at the top, it was Tyler Sagan's face, and it's one of the best things that I've ever received. <laughs> have you got a uh, Have you got a Sagan jersey yet? Mm. I do. It was the um first. No, not the first jersey I got. It was like the first current jersey I got. Because I was going to say, you know, when you get El. <laughs> When you get a jersey with a player's name on it, when it gets to this point of the season, you start thinking, "Oh fuck, I can't wear that again." <laughs> like he <laughs> leaves. Gonna have to unstitch the name bar. Yeah. 
<laughs> have to unstitch it and put something else on. Could I have just like, I'm do that. Change it into a Mike Madonna jersey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, my um, my Chinese bootleg Tyler Sagan jersey will live on. There you go. Forever and ever, which is <laughs> for at least another... Well, who knows? At least Wait. another week. <laughs> yeah. Ah, dairy, dairy. What? Um, All right. Should we? Should we? Oh, do you want to do the bad thing now? Get out of the way. Yeah, let's do the bad thing. The not nice news. So Austin Watson banned for all preseason games and twenty-seven regular season games without pay. Um, admitting to was it pleading? Was it to pleading he, no contest? Or? He pled no contest to um, yeah domestic assault domestic of his assault. His girlfriend or wife, I can't... Fiance, maybe, it, if we're going to split yeah, hairs. I think it was his... Yeah. Um, his partner, anyway. Um, interesting, he gets 27 games, uh, which comes off the back of Nate Schmidt last week getting 20 games for breathing near some protein powder. Um, well, just a quick little aside on the Nate Schmidt thing. I was listening to Craig Custance's, uh Full 60. Fantastic yeah. episode out this week where he's... um got a, a batch of interviews with four different players from the uh, from the media at all. Great, great podcast. If you don't listen to it already, go out and check it out. It's fantastic. But um, it's very good. It was theorised that Schmidt's contamination, I don't know if this is already out there, this is the only first, the first time I'd heard it, came from potentially something he ate, so like a steak or something like that, that he that had been treated with that protein or hormone or steroid whatever it was and that's how he ingested it hmm. which I, okay. I mean makes sense to me that's that's how I can imagine you know a player ending up with a banned substance in their system in such a tiny quantity unknowingly so clearly what Nate Schmidt's doing is grinding up anabolic steroid tablets um in a pestle and mortar and, sp- and sprinkling it on his steak for the ultimate protein hit. And, uh, this is it. It's a common mistake to make. You're reaching it's for true. the pepper. You are unfortunately reach for the severely illegal anabolic steroids. It's happened yeah. to the best of us, doesn't it? Like, I mean, We've all been there. We've what, all been there. Once a week, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I, when I sometimes have a steak, I find the urge to go outside and bench press a car afterwards. For, for no so real reason. Jacked. Yeah, just comes and then I, then I get in, a, in like a massive rage, and start attacking people for no reason. I just feel very angry at the world. But yeah, so, so that was that was something I learned today. But yeah, Austin Watson only getting seven games more than Schmidt. It's it's a hard one because well, the thing is, the NHL the NHL needs a proper written down fucking domestic abuse policy legal like ruling thing don't they because they haven't got one at the moment have they not Jesus no. and I will say to be fair as well it's 20 um, let's win this actually it's 27 27 games and all the preseason games without pay which is good I don't want to I didn't want to fucking hear that he was just going to miss game time and nothing else because that would have just really fucking pissed me off That's so he's, he's forfeiting a third of his salary and I think he's on 1.1 million this year so that is a that's a big old chunk um, yeah. As far as the length of the suspension goes, I I would have liked more, but I'm not upset by it. If he if he had ended I guess up without with... knowing, I guess without knowing the exact conditions of what happened, 
it's really tough. God, it's really tough because it's going to sound like I'm defending what's happened, and I'm completely, completely not. I am very, without going into too much detail of my and my family's past life, I am very well versed in this kind of thing. So, but then I don't. I mean, you don't know if you know. I mean, did he? Did he? I mean, if did he shove her? Like, did he? I mean, if he hit her, I mean, yeah, he should have been banned forever. But maybe to, or something to an extent, though. Like I mean, I, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if he if he pushed her or punched her or like you know, slapped her. Whatever it is, it's all the same idea, though, isn't it? Like it should all really be treated the same. To or at least the the floor for 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 the punishment should be high. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no. I agree, but I okay. Without no government names here, but <laughs> I, was, I was with. Are we, are we the Wu Tang Clan now? <laughs> yeah, no government names. I was at a party once, and a girl was absolutely on this my friend all night. All he's not my friend now, so I've got no allegiance to him. He was my friend at the time, though. Hey, you use his government name then, right now? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not, because <laughs> not about her either. She so was on him all night. This girl, like in his ear, and she came, and he wasn't drinking. He would, he was, he had like work the next day, and she just got more and more and more drunk. I know it's, I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm just trying to give an example that I can relate to. And in the end, she was like throwing food. She was like throwing fucking food at him. She threw a drink on him, and she was like, "You motherfucker, you small dick, motherfucking piece of shit, you like." And honest to god, like. And I was just saying to my friends, like, I don't know how he's, I don't know how he's keeping his, and he, he just kept going, leave me alone, just get off me. But the story was that basically he dumped her like a year earlier, and then ended up like shacking up with her best friend. So she was pissed, understandably, fine. As, as you do. And that was the, uh, yeah, and that was the first time she'd seen him since then. She, she couldn't handle it. She got stressed, so she got hammered to try and deal with her like emotion at the time. But she was on him and on him and on him. And it like I mean like two hours later he just and he just like with one arm, not on her face, not on anything. He just pushed her away. He said, "Just please get off me, like leave me alone now." And she she tripped over a um, a footstool thing and fell onto a chair, and sat in the chair not comfortably, but she kind of went blah like because she was fucking hammered. The next day, she was telling everyone that he'd like hit her, and we were like, "He didn't hit her. He didn't hit her. He just pushed her away." And that's all I'm. That's all I'm trying to say is that fair enough. Yeah, in what he should have done, he should have just left the party. Like I don't need this shit. I'll see you later. I'm out. And again, I don't know what's happened, but like I say, there are like uh, there are variables to what can happen in that situation. Yeah, and I probably would. I probably would. I would have pushed her away as well. And, and, and again, I don't know what's happened. I'm not going to try and say it's right or anything. But I'm just saying. All my point is, is that there are variables to these things. Um, but to me, I mean, yeah, 27 games to me sounds like it wasn't that. 27 games to me sounds like okay, you know, you fucked up here, like badly. That... And, then, and then, yeah, I mean, then then you're into the point of okay, well, should it have been more? I think the hard thing with using the length of suspension as a benchmark for what we can assume happened. Which I know isn't the end goal here, but you using that as like as your as your yardstick is we're still waiting on the Slavovoinov thing. Yeah. If if the league had banned Slavovoinov for life, 
then we could, you know, play a bit of, oh, well, yeah, they didn't ban Watson for life, so it's not on the level of, of Voinov. But, um, again, just to what I said earlier, it's it's a perfectly acceptable length of suspension, I think. Um, could have been longer. I probably would have liked to see it be longer, personally. Um, but, you know, some some progress is better than none. The the thing that I quite frankly loathe about this situation um, is that the NHLPA are appealing against the suspension. Yes, yes, and I they think are. that is that is just criminal, absolutely criminal. I I completely understand that you know, oh, we stand by our players, by our clients, you know, our members of our union, through thick and thin, will. Well, yeah, fight for fight, fight tooth and nail for them, but to appeal against a suspension handed down by the league to a man who pled no contest to a domestic violence case in 2018, not to say that you know in 1950, you know, domestic violence was was any less of a crime, but given the current social circumstances, for the NHLPA to to appeal of this ban is um it's not a good look to be quite frank no no i agree completely with that i think it's okay um, i was just i was just um quickly reading up on this while you were um saying that there is that yeah okay so in june watson was arrested after allegedly hitting his girlfriend during an argument at a shell gas station police officers who were summoned by a witness said they found red marks on the girl's chest now again i don't know what that means but red marks anywhere means there was clearly some force used, and it wasn't. So, to sig- me, that was significant force. I think you can, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've been around the flock, Dan. I've pushed and been pushed in my lifetime. Um, yes, I can't never remember a time that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's a that is a hit. Yeah, whether it's a forceful push or yeah, you know, whatever, whatever's of form. That contact makes or takes rather like it's still enough force to leave to leave a mark on a person's skin and like that's but but again I don't I don't want to get into this theorizing or like, I don't think I don't think we're we're in the right setting or particularly equipped to debate this sort of thing um, yeah it's it's a fucked up situation. Um, it's good that he's being punished for it. Um, you know, part of me thinks you want people like this out of the league, but then it's it's that ever-present moral quandary of you know giving people a second chance and all that nonsense. But at at the very wow. least, at least he's getting twenty-seven games. At least he's getting twenty-seven games. Yeah. And it's going to cost him a fair chunk of money, which is good, and rightly so. And that's that's yeah. another another good thing. Like we always say in regular life, like um, you know, fines should be proportionate to income, and at least for 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 the NHL, it is. No, I agree. It's um, anyway. Yeah, let's move on. Bad situation. Um, Let's hope it gets resolved in the right way. Whatever that way is, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, Mr. Masters, <sighs> I've got two things left on my notepad. Yeah. I think you probably know which two they are. 
the two big things, unless I've missed another big thing. Well, I'll let you lead. I'll let you. Uh, you can be the male in this dance that routine then, will, and I'll let you lead. See, I don't know because I feel like we've we've had a bit of a not a peak early in the in the episode, but we've done the big stuff first. So both of these, I don't feel either is worth like an ender. You know, if this was if this was <laughs> if this was like a skateboarding video, it's not like neither of these are last trick material. You know what I mean? <laughs> These are both sort of. This isn't. This isn't our 1080 grind coming up. No, exactly. This isn't our like you know. This isn't our 18 stair kickflip 180. Like this is um, this is a bit more. Yeah, they're they're both nice little lines. You know, maybe a couple of nose slides in there, maybe like a fakey tray flip or something. But it's not quite. It's not meaty enough. So, should we go with Liam Kirk's hometown and uh, take a trip to Montreal? For a second, I was like, "What? Oh, okay." <laughs> what are we yeah, doing about I mean, Sheffield, Roth- Rotherham? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this was this was going to be the big trade of the week, wasn't it? <laughs> Feel like, um, and, and now it's like number six on the run sheet. Yeah, and fucking Mark Bergeron must be fucking thrilled because once again, Eugene Melnick's made him not look as much of an idiot. Oh my fucking god! Like I'd forgotten about Mark Bergeron. <laughs> you must oh, have yeah. seen that photo. Which one? The one of him absolutely jacked, like looking the size of like Dave Batista. Mark Bergevin. Have you not seen this photo? Is it from like the past couple of days? Yeah, he's just like wearing. He's like in a car park with some other Canadians. Oh, with a t-shirt on. Uh, yeah, I thought it was blue, but I might be making things up. Either way, he just looks enormous. Jesus Christ! Like, what the fuck, in it? <laughs> He's absolutely tonk. Like, what has Mark Bur- like? You know, players talk about turning up to training camp in the best shape of their life. I, I didn't know GMs were doing that sort of thing now as well. Fuck yeah. That's scary, it's isn't it? Been a, he's always been a well-built dude, though, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he's always been a big guy. Like, but. But the sort of big that you can hide underneath a suit, like he's gonna have to cut all of the sleeves off of it every single jacket he owns now. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be in press conferences with torn off sleeves. He needs to start doing his press conferences is like in like tartan checker vests, like tartan checkered vests, you know the muscle vests that like really thin. I, I wanna see him start wearing a bandana like the guy from Biohazard. <laughs> Covered in gravy browning. Bronzer. Make his skin look darker. Maybe he's gonna start cutting Just... wrestling promos instead of uh instead of press conferences. <laughs> so Mark, uh you trade away our best players. Can you let me tell you something, brother? I'll tell you why I trade away the best players, huh? <laughs> French Hogan. <laughs> oh my god. Do you know god. what's scary about that picture? You know what, this is what's scary about that picture is like that's a polo shirt. That's not a muscle t-shirt. So muscle t-shirts are cut, are, are, are sewn together and cut a certain way so the arms are tighter. So when you wear it, like the chest is a bit tighter, it's in a bit, and the arms are tighter. No, that t-shirt 
is a fucking polo shirt. Just a regular polo shirt. That is a fucking arm stretching it to the fuck. Jesus Christ. He's enormous. Like, absolutely enormous. He could play Bane in a a Batman reboot. (laughs) Clearly, um... Fucking, there must, what is it with these fucking Canadian GMs? Fucking, obviously, Melnick's harvesting organs. Obviously, Bergevin's fucking harvesting stem cells like <laughs> Christopher Reeve in South Park. <laughs> what is that? Bring me more babies. Bring me more babies. I need to, I need to, I thank you. I need the young cells. Yes. Yes. And he's just like, Rah! he's fucking <laughs> absorbing other people like Cell out of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Shout out Dragon Ball Z there. Jesus. Bloody Mate. hell. But um, in between um, intense workouts, <laughs> Mark in found... Between Mark, in between Mark Bergeron eating those Nate Schmidt steaks, he's uh, got time to make trades. <laughs> oh, Nate, I have to go. I've got a phone call to make. Oh, don't, don't worry about it, Mark. I've got an appointment with the uh, random drugs test anyway, so I'll talk to you afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be fine. So in between um, thousand press-up reps that Mr. Bergevin was was doing, he, he managed to find time. He ma- how does he use a phone with those muscly, muscly hands? Um, wow. He must have made out of iron or something. Well, the phones or the hands? The phone. Like so, so he can actually not like hold it in his hand and just smush it to a million pieces. It's like it's like the equivalent of you know those giant calculators you have for for old people. <laughs> for old people, yeah. Yeah, but but just from what I've because he keeps crushing his iPhone. Um, <laughs> this is why we're we're knocking on two hours already. Um, <laughs> oh, this is a good one. I'm having so much fun. I don't even care. I'm having so much fun. Max Pacioretty, commonly known as the captain of the Montreal Canadiens, commonly known as a premier or premier for our uh, Northern American friends, uh, first line winger, scorer of many a goal, has been traded to the Vegas Golden Knights in return for Thomas Tatar, Nick Suzuki and a 2019 second which is uh, reliant on the finishing position of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Dan, your thoughts? Oh, I want to ask you first. Mm. Shit. Well, I think... Do you know what? Do you know what? I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think it's a good deal for both sides. Ooh. Controversial. I don't mind this deal for for both sides. Look, like we said, I I think... I've already mentioned him once already. As much as... I'm I'm, I'm now becoming the biased Toronto media... Savaris has changed everything because you now you cannot risk losing a player for nothing. Whatever they say, is a fucking is it? We were talking about his agent two weeks ago or last week even. Oh yeah, he loves it. Doesn't want to leave. Not going to leave. Never going to leave. He loves it. Blah blah blah. Look, we all know he's not going to be there. They don't want him there. Get something. Get something. Taken on. I, I think you know mm. getting three pieces for him. You would have maybe wanted a first. He is a premier goal scorer. I think he, he's third in even strength goals, only behind uh, Tavares and Ovi, which I had no idea about that. I thought I knew he'd be up there, but I didn't think he'd be third. That's fucking impressive. So Vegas are getting a very, very good player. Making that, um, I mean, maybe that, you know, 
God, they lose Neil and uh, David Perron. What did they lose? Perron, yeah. Thank you. And now they add Stastny, they add Pacioretty. Good deals. Good deals. Makes that team suddenly look a lot better, in my opinion. And I think for the Canadians, you know, Suzuki, high first round pick. I think he was 13, 14, something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, 13. Getting a, you know, it's, I mean, it's the going rate except the second round pick. You know, obviously Thomas Tatar, I don't know what happened there. Crazy. I think maybe they just panicked and realised they had loads of stuff and thought, we want to get something, so we'll get him. It didn't work out, so Vegas have cut bait. I like that. It's not going to work. We don't want him. Let's just get him out now. for Because in six months, no one's going to really care that he was there. He's not a bad player. I think he's, a ready, you know, again, ready to play now. Something the Canadians need. Suzuki... Okay, in a few years, but it's another centre, so it's you know, giving them some options, maybe. And then, and then a pick, which is you know something I've thrown anyway. So. I, I think from I think it's a good trade from Vegas' standpoint, because um, as hard as it is, you have to look at it in a you know without considering the previous trade to acquire Thomas Tatar. And I think the reason that it's not a first round pick, it's the second rather than the first, is because of Nick Suzuki. Like Nick Suzuki is a very good prospect. He's not gonna yeah, he's not gonna be a world beater or anything, but he is a very solid prospect in the world. Um so yeah, if that's not Nick Suzuki, if that's another yeah, if that's another sort of bit more average prospect, shall we say, that's probably gonna turn into turn into a first. I think that's the difference. And yeah. to an extent, I think I'd probably rather have Nick Suzuki than what, in theory, might be like 25 overall or something like that. You're probably going to get a play- better player there and, at the very least, a player that's going to be closer to um, to service. You know, Suzuki being a 17 or two, sorry, 2017 draft picked rather than a 2019 one. So, in that respect, I, I understand it. It's... It's Thomas Tatar for me that doesn't make sense for the Canadians. Like, he's just a he's just another placeholder. He's only got one uh, he's got one season left on his contract if memory serves. And I know he's he's been decent for Detroit in the past, but this is ultimately a player that Vegas I paid a high. Than, I thought he had more than that. Maybe he has two, but I think he only has the one. Hmm. No, he does have two. I'm, I'm a, I'm a liar. Actually, I'm a, a um, yeah, he's got two, three. Tell you what, it's three. I'm both a liar there and yeah, three. Uh, yeah, three. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. To be honest, I've made way. every single take I've had has been made up. Never. <laughs> Were you basing all your takes off him having one year left? Um. No, no. I'm just saying that everything that I've ever said has been said without any basis oh, okay. whatsoever. Um, so, all right, he's got he's got three years left, and to the extent that might have been a selling point for the Canadians, a bit of cross certainty. Um, you know, he's going to be a middle six player for him for the next three years. Fair play. That's that's longer than Pacioretty would have would have been with him, and it's cheaper than Pacioretty would have been. Um, but at the same time, this is this is a player that went to. A team that went to the Stanley Cup final, which still feels weird to say, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it does. He played twenty regular season games, scored six points, 
six points in 20 games on a on a high flying offense and he's still and he was scratched for most of the playoffs he only played eight playoff games and had two points like yeah you can you can spit all the all the team chemistry and how he didn't fit in with the culture and you know they didn't want to mess with what was working or whatever but like nah at, at the end of the day this is a player that went to of what was a very good team last year and didn't produce. Didn't produce. Um, so, so, yeah, whether or not he'll bounce back at the Canadians, being given a better opportunity, that's uh, that's another thing. But, yeah, I'd, I'd, I don't really like it. But, eh, it's not awful. Fair enough. I, w- I will say, I mean, as soon as I found out, as soon as I read that Patrick had signed, I thought, oh, okay, yeah. Vegas have done really well out of this. Because they got him for four, I mean, four years as well. Jeez, four years, and so they've got Patrick for the next million. five four seasons, years. and that's either for seven, seven million, or what is it, four point two five again for Patrick? Yeah, something like that. That is crazy, isn't it? And I think like great business, really good business. I do like everyone saying, "Oh, you know, it's it's a high cap hit for the for the shorter term." I still don't think that's a high cap hit for Max Patrick. No, I don't either. I think that's cr- like, no, I, like I say. He's Third in even strength goals. If I, I wouldn't have been surprised if if it was like it's crazy. Hell, even if it was nine million over four seasons, I'd have said, yeah, fair play. That's fine. Yeah. That's what you paid to keep it down. But seven million a season for four seasons, that is fair. And you're gonna have him off the books when he's thirty four. That is fantastic. Fan. And he's third in he's third in even strength goals, playing for a team that's not been very good. It's not like he's playing for a great team. No, I mean they—they, they, you know, this guy's fi- this guy can find this guy can find the net. Like a couple of seasons ago, Montreal were a perfectly good team. Like they made the they made the bloody conference finals in recent memory. What two thousand sixteen yeah. was it? But um, but yeah, you're right. Like he has been fantastic. Like he had an off season last year, but he scored thirty goals in every full season since two thousand eleven, which is all right, I suppose. And here's a question now. Look at that. I mean, that Vegas top six now, looking very nice, very nice. I've uh, I've seen worse top sixes. So I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Also, Carlson, Smith, Marshall, so, um, Pacioretty, Stastny, and uh, what Alex Tuck do you reckon? You'd imagine so, wouldn't you? You, you had a quality year last year. Yeah, actually, yeah. You probably, yeah. You would actually, yeah. Oh, mate. That's good. That is good. It is good. Still, what are their draft picks looking like? I mean, it's interesting now. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, Vegas have now. I mean, yeah, they had all those. We, we, God, I remember us talking about all those draft picks they had. Yeah, I just down to kind of like normal, like normalcy now. I mean, I've got three thirds this year and three seconds next year, but that's... you can see that even if they make a bit of a run this year again. It gets a trade deadline time. Those are going like at least one of each is probably going somewhere. Yeah, you'd imagine so. Like, and I don't, I don't strictly agree with what McPhee's doing there now, but they're still they're in worse positions. Like, they've got a relatively young squad, sort of ish, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. 
Maybe it's I'm a liar. It's not terrible, is it? It's not terrible. It's not no, super it's, old. Yeah, I think it's fine. Um, it's not, yeah, it's not super old, is it? And they've they've got they've got good players coming through. Like Cody Glass is going to make a difference when he makes the NHL. Like he is going to be. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it this season. I wonder. I wonder where they're going to put him. I expect him to at least. Yeah, I know. I, I think, think he's got to be in there somewhere this season. What like hundred hundred something points last season? I was just checking. What is he? Is he Winterhawks? Yeah, he's a Winterhawks player. Yeah, hundred and two in the WHL, which is notorious yeah. for being a low, a lower scoring league, the lowest of the top three juniors. So like he's a 90, 94 the year before that. So in hundred. 133 games he's got 196 points it's crazy he, he played less games this season than his draft year and he got another 8 points oh, in 5 less games crazy he's going to be he's going to be a player um, I think yeah I, I imagine he'll end up in the, in juniors again this year and then 19-20 he'll be Hell, he could be the next Matt Barzell. Like Matt Barzell was tearing up the WHL, and yeah, yeah, very true. In in relative terms, came out of nowhere. First season in the NHL, scored eighty four points. I could see Cody Glass being the next Matt Barzell easily. And they're sitting, yeah, I think they're sitting pretty, Vegas. I really do. Like again, not the way I'd have done it necessarily, but there are franchises in worse positions. God, yeah. And yeah, let's not forget it's their second. <laughs> They're just about yeah. to start their second season. <laughs> you, you, you could argue that there are only, the only reason franchises are in worse positions is because they've had more time to make more bad decisions. So that's maybe, true, actually. Yeah, maybe, maybe in five true. years, like <laughs> yeah, we'll be on here going, "Oh my god, what the fuck are Vegas doing? What yeah. a terrible team!" They're the new Ottawa Senators. <laughs> in 2021, Eugene Melnick trades franchises with Bill Foley. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and drives them even further into the ground. Uh, all right, last thing. Fucking hell! Another shock. Come on, mate. Out of the blue, out of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere. More um, sort I've, of nowhere. I've known surprise pregnancies to be less surprising than this. <laughs> Are you talking about yourself, there, Will? I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> what I'm talking about, where I'm drawing that inspiration from. I'm hoping, do you know what? I'm hoping, I'm hoping at some point in like the next six months, your missus says you're having, you're having another baby and you go, God, I've not been this surprised since Steve Eisman stepped back. <laughs> <laughs> See, she'd, 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 she'd understand enough that it's a hockey thing, but not understand enough to <laughs> yeah. just be really pissed off. Yeah. You you joke about that, but she sent me a photo today of because um, it was two years ago today that we found out. Aww, yeah, that, no yeah, way. it's nice, isn't it? But she sent me the photo of the positive pregnancy test, and like my logical brain was like, "Well, we're not expecting any sort of scare," so and she wouldn't just drop it on me. But there was still a bit of me of like, "Fucking hell, fucking hell," and like. You can't fucking you can't just be sending pictures of positive pregnancy tests to a bloke while he's at work on a play yeah, Thursday for afternoon. A second, your brain your brain would have gone, Oh my god, again? What? <laughs> Today? Hello? This, <laughs> go- this isn't this isn't real. Like Yeah. It's just dangerous play. But yeah, so um 
uh, Steve Eisenman expecting a child with his wife in uh, no uh, has uh, <laughs> on uh, what was it yesterday? Was it yesterday he did it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yesterday. Stepped down from his position as general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning to uh, become a senior advisor. Senior clearly advisor. For, yeah, clearly he's just going to see out his contract. So, I mean, everyone's saying he's going to, you know, spend more time with his family. He's probably going to end up in Detroit. I mean, he has to, right? I think it has to be like I was looking up um, Ken Holland because I knew he had signed uh, um, an extension last year, and that's a a two year extension, three years, whatever the extension was. He's still going to be there at the end of this season. Yeah, but um, I think that could quite easily turn into Holland stepping down into a senior advisor role. And Eisenman yep. coming and taking over. Like I think this took me to the hockey world by absolute shock. Like it's mad, isn't it? Like nobody thought this was coming. To to an extent, why would you do it? Yeah, there's a there's there's a chance that Well, I mean, like I said, everything's you know, everything I'm reading is about his just desire to be closer to his family, and that there are times where he will he will just he will just take the jet and fly and fly back to Detroit for like two or three hours just to see you know his, his wife and his kids. Oh, does his family still live in still live in Detroit then? That's what I that's what I read. Yeah, I never he's, even I knew. read that his 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 family still lives in Detroit, and that's why um, that's why he's flying back over there. Hey, I'm not being funny, but like, why why wouldn't you move your family? I don't know. I can I can get it. I, I can get it because as somebody who's now got a kid who's of an age where they're at school and they're settled and they're happy, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to move them. You really wouldn't. I, I mean, I would. I know people do, and you know, it's not the end of the world or anything. But yeah, I I, I get it. I do get it. If that's yeah, it's fair I'm enough. Sure, that's right. I'm sure that's what I read. <laughs> but so what was interesting with, was that go on. I was I was just gonna say like because I was pretty surprised, like everyone is of the belief that the Lightning are on the verge of um of winning a cup. If not this season, they're gonna be they're gonna be a contender for, for the foreseeable future. Um and I thought, you know, why would you give up that opportunity to to have a very good chance of winning winning a cup as an exec, as a GM of a team that you've built but this is a guy who has three cups as a player and one already as an executive so I can I can understand why you maybe wouldn't hold as much yeah he's probably more proud of the team that he's built than whether they win a cup or not necessarily yeah yeah that makes sense um, but obviously, everyone wants to win the cup. That's the whole end goal. But I, I would imagine that a man as shrewd and clearly intelligent as Steve Eisenman has the understanding that the cup is a bit of a, a bit of a crapshoot. But to be able to say that you've built one of the greatest rosters of the cap era, that is an achievement that was purely off of your own back, and that you can really put your put your sort of names in and say, look, I did this. Yeah, there was no luck involved with this. I actually was thoroughly involved with this. How long do you think it takes 
how long do you think it takes for the uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to say the stench of Eisenman that sounds terrible the uh, like Eisenman's team how long does it ta- how long does it take for that to wear off do you think like say they win the cup this year I don't know I don't know because it's like with um this is a bit of a cheeky one but with Stan Bowman in, in the Blackhawks everyone sees that as Bowman's team when really Dale Talon built the majority of it yeah, or at least the cup-winning aspects of it. He he built them the majority of it, and nobody's going like, "Oh, well done, Dale Talon. You, uh, you know, <laughs> Dale Talon's essentially got three cups to his name." No, nobody's saying that. So, um, That's true. yeah, I mean, if he if he does leave for Detroit for next season and then they win that year, yeah, there will be consideration for Steve Eisenman. But you know, twenty years from now, nobody's going to say, "Oh." Steve Eisenman won that cup for Tampa Bay but they will because we're all yeah, fucking losers but you know what I mean oh yeah Wikipedia's not going to say it and that's all that matters at the end of the day isn't it <laughs> okay so I just quickly read up and it says yeah he's doing it to spend more time with his family it looks like one of his kids is um, at college okay so obviously I mean, he wants to obviously you know um, he was a rookie in 1984, so he's no he's no spring chicken. No, that's true. Was he? 53? And even if, look, even if even if his kids do live in Tampa or something, you might just think after that, you know, all this time, I need a break. You know, I need to. You know, I maybe maybe he just needs a year off to decide what he wants to do. Maybe he doesn't want to go back to Detroit. Maybe he does. I mean, everyone's going to assume he does because that just seems like the logical solution. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I might just want a bit of time to make a decision, spend some time with his wife and kids. This is it. Nobody, nobody knows really. Do they? Excuse me. No. Yeah, no. I want to mention just quickly. His, yeah, go. Uh, his um, his successor, Julien Brisebois. Julien Brisebois, which is annoying because I realised that you could pronounce his last name Breezy Boys. That would be much better. <laughs> <laughs> Julian and, and the I, Breezy Boys. Julian and the Breezy Boys. I am going to start calling him Julian Breezy Boys <laughs> because I think that's funny. I think that's and I'm a child. Right, rightly so. I mean, what else are you meant to do with uh with the, when faced with that sort of situation? But he's been Eisman's assistant for like eight years, so it's not you know. It's just going to be like okay, just filter him in. It's like a car moving into another lane. Just, just filter in, and off we go. Carry on as normal, no problems. He's, uh, he's one of those uh, names, yeah, along with like Mike Footer and um, uh, who's the guy who's just taken over at Minnesota? Come from Nashville. I knew you were going to say that. Oh God. Uh, Paul. Paul Fletcher. Huh? Paul Fletcher. No, it was, uh, it was Paul Chuck Fletcher. Fletcher beforehand. Oh yeah. It's his name is Paul. It's not, Craig, it's not Leopold, because it's Craig Leopold, who, uh, oh, oh, hold on, I've got the, uh, I've got the, Fenton. Paul Fenton, there we go, yeah, like, Mike, your Mike Footers, your Paul Fentons, yeah, even, um, <laughs> fuck. Don't, don't. <laughs> Wait. Don't do it, just carry on. Jason Botterill, there you go, you're like, <laughs> straight off the door. I was going to say, oh, I was going to, I was going to, anyway, okay, go, go, He's, he's one of these AGMs who, uh, who has been, his name's been bandied about as like, oh, yeah, if there's ever a GM post open, like, oh, Julian Breesby, he'd be a good candidate. 
Oh, Julian Breesbar, Paul Fenton, Pierre Maguire, you know, all the top uh, all the top candidates for a UGM post. So it's interesting to see him ultimately take over. Yeah, it's it's no surprise that Breesbar is now a um now a GM, but I'm surprised is the fact that it's it's happened this way. Yeah. It's crazy. It's good as well um, for the uh, for Tampa as well because I, I read that he was a guy who gave John Cooper his first um, professional job. Oh shit! Yeah, which, was, which is kind of you know a little interesting thing. And he's now the third youngest GM. That's crazy. Um, how old? How old is he? I think he's forty. I want to say he's forty. God, spring chicken. Not like uh, no. not like Tim Heed. Young, <laughs> young Tim Heed, the youngest player young, in the league. Young breezy boy. Young breezy. Young Breezy Boy sounds like a rapper. <laughs> Absolutely does. Uh, a little mumble rapper. Oh, Young Breezy Boy. Oh, God. I think I think it's an interesting move that Eisenman has made. I've, I, I would imagine that he hasn't considered this in the slightest, because what sane human being would. But the fact that he's jumped shit now, either way that the lightning go... Is um is beneficial to him and his reputation really? If they go on to win the cup, there's going to be a, that's true an aspect of, of you know oh he built that team, that team would have been yeah. nowhere without Steve Eisenman. If they you know suddenly fall off a cliff and and crater into oblivion and never live up to the to the hype, then it'll be oh Eisenman you know noticed that it was going this way and he thought there was nothing more I've done all I can. And there's nothing more I can I can do to right this ship, sort of thing. So he, he got out while the going was good, sort of thing. So it's good. Well, I'd, if, I'd say you could spin it another way if it went bad. Is that you could say, well, of course, when Eisenman wasn't there, things went to shit. Exactly. Not, not, not that he saw not that he saw the writing on the wall, but because he left, things went then, then went bad. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, was... oh, you know, Breezy Boy shouldn't have signed Mikhail Sokotiv to that. Seven-year, one point five million dollar a season extension. That was a well, very bad, <laughs> yeah. bad bit of business by him. I was, I was wondering, and it's one of the things I was going to try and speculate on today. Was I was wondering, is Breezy Boy going to, was he going to try and sign Carlson? You know, to then put a stamp on it immediately, like this is my team. Yeah, I've just got Eric Carlson. Which I thought would have been a really good move. Um, which to be fair, you know. There's been no extension yet with Carlson, so I mean it's still possible he could do that. But he's, he's going to obviously get Carlson and Panarin in a free agency. Oh fucking hell! Don't say that. I've put that even. Don't you put that evil on me? I keep forgetting about Panarin. Bloody hell! I know, but we've got training camp today. Like, what wasn't uh, wasn't like December fifteenth is his last day. We're getting up to the deadline, aren't we? Yeah, so was it September fifteenth? Yeah, you said December fifteenth then. No, uh, you said December. 15th. I mean, you said December fifteenth. I might have. I thought September fifteenth. If my mouth said December fifteenth, I cannot be uh, held responsible for that discrepancy in communication. Fair, that's fair enough. All right, fucking hell, let's get out of here. <laughs> I've got to, uh, got to drive to Cambridge tomorrow. Oh, look at you! I know. What for? Uh, going a little weekend away. Grace's granddad's um, getting the families together. We're all going to a hotel as a little, little, uh, little family team team building exercise. <laughs> team build. 
<laughs> you got a uh, motivational speaker in. Yeah, yeah it's going it's to be good. We've got a, we've got a nice a nice sit down with Eugene Melnick and Mark Borowiecki. <laughs> <laughs> oh bloody hell! I think um, <laughs> I think the plan is because we'll be surrounded by family, some of which hasn't seen Luna for, for my daughter for quite some time, is to. Um, very gracefully hand off Luna, as one would, ah. um, you know, the rock to a, to a running back. Yeah. And uh, then sleep for at least forty eight hours, and then wake up on Sunday feeling a little bit more human than we have in the last two or three months. It's going to be good. Fantastic. One more could someone want. If you'd like to talk to us on Twitter about Will's sleeping patterns, you can. Uh, <laughs> I am at Dan Straight Edge. Will, you are at? W-E-V-E-V-E-R-E-T-T. At two Brits, one puck. Number two, number one. Fucking hell, let's get out of here. We don't need any last words, do we? Um, I, I don't think there are any last words. Unless, uh, no. hold on, hold on. Let, me have a, let me have a quick little... I'll open Twitter, because you never know. I feel like something. I feel like something's oh, happened. Shit. What could possibly have that. happened? Now I've got to check, just in case. For the breaking gist of breaking oh, gist. We're, we're almost there, we're almost there. Uh, hold on. Oh, we didn't talk about the new Jets jerseys. <laughs> we missed That's those. We missed those. Minutes. Right. What do you think about that shade of blue? Um, I'm gonna... Oh, just quickly. Go on. Report, Senators Pajot could be out four to six months. So there we are. Ooh. Literally, not even kidding. Unbelievable. Come on, mate, I've, I've scrolled past that. I'm too obsessed with this picture of um, Eric Carlson in a Stars jer- uh, in a Sharks jersey on NHL 19. Oh, it's, it's too weird. It's too weird. It's too much. Come on, dude. Let's leave these good people alone. It's fucking going, man. I need to piss. No worries. See you later, folks. Bye. Peace. Peace.